You want to start the podcast with something not offensive? I was trying to think Why based on our conversations we were having now? <laughs> based on the conversations we were having before I hit record, I was we that I was just hoping that we could find something else, but we couldn't. That's okay. No, we couldn't. Because the fine people out there are in fact listening to the Gimme Five podcast, episode two hundred and seventy four, brought to you by the Gimme Five patrons. Blame them. And uh, if you want to become a Give Me 5 patron so we can blame you, check out patreon.com slash give me 5 podcast. Give Me Five Podcast, a semi-entertaining show, very entertaining things. Uh, we talk about all sorts of pop culture stuff and whatever else happens to be on our mind, and for the past couple weeks, we have been a couple, but now we're a throuple. I'm back. Hi, Again. everybody. Hello. Yeah. Hello. My excursion into the Amazon is over. Ah. I, don't, I never got her name, uh, oh, but she was, was she? an Amazon. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I went right okay. there. Uh, you I did. Looking. I was. I was. I was looking for a piranha joke myself. Maybe I was. Maybe leaning towards maybe an anaconda situation. But you beat me to it, and you did better. So, good work. Uh, so we are a thruple now, and uh, my name is Yogi Escobar. And I'm joined by Winnie El Chapo. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> and Paddington Lucas. Word. <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out find bear cocaine dealers. <laughs> Why? And, <laughs> because get a basket uh, up there, get a basket. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, need boo-boo. to do the entire episode as a bad version of Yogi Bear. Actually, a pretty decent version of Yogi Bear. Uh, we are good. going to talk about cocaine bear this week, of mm. course, because of course we are. Uh, I'm going to talk about Daisy Jones and the Six. Omar, have you heard of Daisy Jones and the Six? It sounds. It does sound familiar. Don't yeah. they don't they like play instruments and shit? They do. It's a they dress in a, tiger costumes. No, no, that's uh, what is that? That's uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yes, yeah, and also one of Omar's bands in college. Probably wasn't that Rachel <laughs> Lee Cook in jo- Josie and the Pussycats? It was. It was so cute. Uh, we're also going to talk about eighteen ninety nine. Finally, it's been on the script for um a while like weeks. Sorry, sorry. I finally emerged from the Amazon. Uh, and I kind of threw this on here and it'll now be a surprise. I've got a picture of the boys <laughs> with Omar shrinking down and then suddenly expanding. Ah, oh, that's gross. Oh, God. We're also going to talk a little bit about, about The Mandalorian because season three is out. There's been one episode, technically two episodes at this point, but I haven't had a chance I to watch watched it. I watched the other one tonight, right oh. before we came on. I know there's something big, like big in size. But Wait, what? Under. Uh, there, there's a large creature apparently in this one. Like, well, I haven't seen it yet though. So, well, there is. On. Do you want me to tell you what the large creature is? No, because you haven't warned me about spoilers yet. Well, this is a review show, and there's probably going to be spoilers. Maybe in the next five seconds, we'll try to avoid any major twists, but 
if we're talking about something that you want to watch or that Greg wants to spoil for you, you might want to uh, pause it and then come back later. I know what it is already. You know what it is already? Yeah, because when I was looking for news for this episode, it was like the headline right at the top of uh, io9's website. And you're like, damn it, io9? Yeah. Like, what is the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I really yeah. hate it when they put spoiler shit in the title. Agreed. Or, like, as the photo. Like, you will not believe who dies on this episode. No, no, there's a picture of, like, that character. Like, <sighs> I don't have to believe it. You just told me. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> sucks. but to be fair, a lot of times that's just, that's just clickbait. Clickbait. And the picture that they put really has absolutely nothing to do with the article. Sometimes, yeah. That's true. You're right about that. So, I didn't really find a lot of news other than that thing, that spoiler. But I did see a little bit of news, which is fun for me. Uh, Dole Whips coming to stores in 2023. Uh, Dole Whips used to only be able to get them at Disney. And then they started putting in some of the... Now watch me (laughs) nay-nay. Oh my god, did he just do that? (laughs) I don't... uh, Omar, yes, sir. Can you inform Rob that I'm not speaking to him anymore? <laughs> I, I think he can hear you, but I'll tell him anyway because it'll feel good. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty mad. <laughs> so anyway, you're yes, mad Dole that the- you didn't think of it first. Backing to Dole Whips. That's amazing. Dole Whips you used to only be able to get at Disney. That's terrible. I find them delicious. They're a frozen uh, pineapple concoction. Quite good. Then some of the yogurt places around here had it. The, they actually had it at the like real brand. Like it was real. I, would, I was going to say I would actually like Dole Whips better if they were like a like an actual yogurt, but they're not. It's just like it's like crystallized pineapple. Yeah, it's, it's like, like frozen whipped. pineapple that's mashed up into a slush. Yeah. I actually like Dolbus better with about a shot or two of uh, coconut rum in it. That's like the one time. Ooh, that sounds great. dig on the coconut rum. Yeah. I Don't love Dole Whip. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm all oh here's, here's the thing, Rob. You know how there's like th- – th- this actually is sort of a thing for you. You know, like they do those weird Coke flavors that are like not mm-hmm. actually a flavor that's like God, some sort of weird – A lot of them like, are absolutely effing terrible. Like, I, yeah, I but keep they, trying like, some. When they put out the zero, the zero sugar ones, I'll try them, yeah. and they taste like butt. None of them have been good, but I still try them. Um, there's a new one called Move. Yeah, and... I tasted it. It tastes like butt. Wait, what? what you know, it? know what it tastes like? It it's called Coca Cola Move. It's Coke with like some flavor, and then they did like Coke Pixel and Dream, and there was one other one. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like a nighttime theme one. That one it tasted like the fake graham cracker that if you get like. S'mores pudding or something tasted kind of like that. Is that kind of like new the Starlight one, one? That's that was it. That was the one that tasted like uh, s'mores. That one tasted like butt too. They taste weird. Uh, They're so, not worth it. Yeah. So the move, the move one, it tastes to me like like a spiced rum and coke without the actual like rum part, like the alcohol part. It tastes like a spiced rum coke. coke to me. I don't know why. I will say I did try a flavor that I actually really liked, and now I can't freaking find it anymore, and it's. Is irritating as shit because I found yeah. like two cases of the zero sugar version and I haven't mm-hmm. seen it since. That's the uh, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black. 
Oh uh, yeah. Oh, what is that? Mountain Dew Pitch Black uh, Zero Sugar is actually really good. Pitch Black. Yeah, it's pretty good. They just it's it. That's not a temporary release, I believe. I think it, it is coming out long term. What the Pitch Black? I think so. Maybe we'll get more of the Zero Sugar then. Yeah, because I the, actually uh, really like that one. And if you look closely around uh, Easter time in the spring, or in the spring, Pepsi has one too, and they have Pepsi has teamed up with Peeps. I to make saw a, that, and I'm to make interested. A Peeps flavor Pepsi, frightened. I I am too. I didn't buy. I couldn't bring myself to buy it because I was like, this. I don't like Peeps in general, and Pepsi's already really sweet. I was like, we might have to do like a live tasting on the air. Well, That's a really unless good I point. find a zero sugar version of it, I'm not gonna. I'm not even tempted to buy it, but. There's, I don't think there can't be a zero sugar because that's it's pro it's literally probably just sugar. It probably has so much sugar in it that the second you crack it open, it's gonna like crystallize <laughs> as soon as the it's air hits sugar it. Sugar that's like filtered through a stripper's butthole. <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I don't know what that, that has. Is that eastery? I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't. You're the only one that celebrates. <laughs> so you you you. I guess it is now. I mean, I didn't know any better. <laughs> Ah, uh, reminds me of we're Lent. Gonna, we're going <laughs> to make up holidays. Oh, we, we have. We have, yeah. Uh, yeah, you've already done time. that. It's time for the... What is it, hey, the, kids, the Grokin to... or whatever? Uh, Grokde Hunter or something where you where children scurry up posts to get, a, to get the scurry chicken Scurry up down. a greased pole to get a chicken? <laughs> That's Goroke Hoender. Yeah. A greased <laughs> I need to stop making shit up. Okay. I am not trustworthy. That's so good. We need to like continue on. Uh, let's, uh, I guess, talk about Florida. I do not actually know if this is real, but we're just going to go ahead and go with it. If this uh, story actually really happened, because the it is the HIP radio network is the news source. Um, I looked at all of the other news, and all of the other one stuff is like verified as stuff that is true. So like it's not like the onion. Um but Oh, so this is possibly like a legitimate thing. It might be. Okay. Um wait, oh, this is man kept deceased mother in freezer. I'm not reading that. Oh, God. man kept deceased mother in freezer for years for casual sex. What? Wow. Whoa, no, no, no. Yeah, no, well, no. I don't think he's from Florida. We're not going to talk about that until I. Um but anyway, uh man hospitalized Florida man hospitalized after mistaking three pounds of laundry detergent at laundromat for cocaine. Um, there's a picture of him in a hospital bed. He's uh, Things I noticed about him, he is married, um, does need to shave, and he does not seem too unhappy with himself. No. Just, picture uh, with him with the thumbs up. Does not seem embarrassed at all. Yeah, yeah, the thumbs up and the, <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, so anyway, Florida man being hospitalized after he mistook several pounds of laundry detergent at a local laundromat for cocaine. Uh, he is Mario Iglesias. A Miami resident, and he had been partying for the past week. Can you imagine? I can't do. That. I couldn't. He's definitely as old as me, and I, if I had to party for a week, I'd be like, "Stop." Uh, he said that his use of drugs and alcohol may have impaired his judgment, and uh, he decided to pause his partying to go do some laundry. Uh, he had been snorting for days, <laughs> so when I saw a bag of cocaine lying next to me at the laundromat, I just shoved my face in it and started snorting. Um, he's forty-seven. Yes, he's. Like two years older than me. I, yeah, I'd die. Um, I definitely had a high from snorting the detergent, but then I realized something was wrong when I started bleeding from my eyes, ears, and nails. <laughs> Jeez. And nails? Yeah, yeah. apparently. And like, again, I don't, I, I assume this is, I don't, I, 
yeah. Um, he, uh, well, he, I had this huge erection for days. No, that's not, is it real? I don't know. We're, I mean, <laughs> he said, I had this huge erection for days. The nurse seemed to be very impressed, but like, he seems like the type of, in the picture, he seems like the type of person that was just constantly fucked up and would say stuff like that. But I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. This is. It, it's, it sounds fake. And even, even Reddit has removed it from their, uh, Florida man. Did, uh, did they? Yeah. Uh, well, that makes me the Florida man. So Florida man is convinced that this guy snorted cocaine. I I had my doubts because of the the sheer amount. Because it says he snorted three pounds. It didn't say he snorted from three pounds or from a bag or some of a three-pound pile. Um, it says three pounds. Like, yeah. No. Like, there's not enough room. Correct. In there. Uh, but if anyone else would like to snort three pounds of laundry detergent and let us know if they get a huge erection we can come to a yeah end of that also we're not liable if you snort three pounds of detergent and die okay yeah don't a, uh, snort detergent no I don't believe we have to say this uh, it's time to talk about stuff and we're going to do it. We're going to let Omar go first because we've Omar, been waiting for this. For, finally like, tell us about 1899. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. it's postponed time. I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no. I saw it. I was there. I was present, but I, I cannot verify anything. <laughs> I'm not really sure what I saw. I don't totally understand what happened. Okay. It came out on November 17th. I, <gasps> listen, listen. Okay. Came out on November 17th of last year. It's a Netflix show. It has already been canceled. Um, it just did not get the viewership that they were looking for. It was canceled in January. Um, it stars Emily Beecham, Anoirin Bernard, Andreas Pleichmann, Miguel Bernardo, Jose Pimentel, Isabella Way, Gabby Wong, Jan Gael, uh, Matilda Olivier, Jonas Bloquet, and Rosalie Craig. There's it's a huge cast. Um, and the cast is international, so it's Maybe actually in a few different languages, uh, depending on which which group you're meeting. And well, it takes place on a cruise ship, <laughs> the year eighteen ninety nine. Wow! And I'm not totally sure what the hell happened, but. <laughs> It's a very, it's actually, it's all right. If you like a suspenseful, mind bending mystery, it's actually, so it's, not it, I'm, I'm kind of poking fun. It's very well done. It's excellent. It's actually a very, very good show. Um, it kind of reminds, this is not anywhere close to anything like Yellowstone. Um, 
there was a show that was fairly successful. Had a couple of seasons. That was a um, like a German show called company, right? Dark. Uh, I keep wanting to look at that. Apparently, like a mind bending time don't. travel kind of thing. These are from the same creators. Um. Yes, yes. This is correct. I'm the same way. I've heard about it. I think I've watched maybe an episode. Oh, the um, but you, I th- it, it, they're very atmospheric. It's very moody. 1899 is the same, and 1880 is that what it is? 1883. Um, I have to watch that too. I like Yellowstone. Um, with with 18, 1899, they're on a cruise ship and they're going, they're sailing toward America, and you meet these different characters and they're all from different places. Like one, one there's like a what appears to be two brothers. Uh, from Spain, there's another woman who is with her Japanese daughter, but they're not that, and they're not even they're not Japanese. Even Japanese? Are they like from some other um, Asian country? Or are they like so? Five each character, they some of like them are on the upper decks of the. Or are they uh, turning upper Japanese? Decker, upper decks of the ship. Ooh, turning Japanese. I really think so. It's not no. They're. They're uh, they're actually Chinese and they're on the run. They're chi- they're actually Chinese and they're 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 posing as a, as Japanese. It's a whole thing. And then uh, they then below deck, like in the in the third class section, there's a whole other group of people, and they're, they're all the from. We like don't need to talk about them. Belgium and German and like like Norwegian countries, you know, like, like Scandinavian countries. Um, correct. But r- right away, I noticed the very first episode early on in the first episode, they're in the dining hall. And I noticed at one point it's so well done. Cause it comes out of nowhere. And if you're not paying attention, you don't even catch it. Everyone in the dining hall at the exact same time picks up their like cup and saucer like with coffee or tea in it drinks and puts it down in unison weird. everybody the entire fucking dining hall except for like the main characters that they're focused on it's pretty weird let's just say because i'm not a spoiler guy what you think is a cruise to america from england or from i think they left I think they they left from England. Oh, at first episode, I'm not getting anything the away. They have a, dis- oh, uh, a distress call from another a while ship. Ago. Um, decide to go check it out, and that's when shit goes weird. Oh, are you spoiling? You're about to spoil it. No. Okay. So what appears to be yeah, I, a cruise ship uh, I to America and then is not. I'm not so spoiling it. I'm just saying it's fantasy not. and weird stuff that was coming out around that time that I just like, ah, I can't add another sci-fi show into my world. The, the aesthetic and the acting and the characters were, were cool and it was interesting. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. One of the issues with that show <clears throat> is it's unsettling. And what I mean by that is if you're 
the whole, like every episode is done. If you're kind of paying attention, it's, it's very well done. The music in the background is like a steady, almost like a build that's designed to increase the tension as it goes. The music never settles. It's never like, okay, we're just kind of settling in. It's like one mystery after another, after another, after another with this eerie music in the background. That's just adding to like the, sort of, sort of. And it's just a constant tension build. And you're just like, Oh God, God, this is exhausting. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then it'll go, it, you'll see a couple of little flashbacks at the beginning that make more and more and more and more sense. And I will just say that there's someone who's not on the ship that is he a Dr. Javaga is doctor. a Ooh. doctor. Dr. Feelgood of some kind. Dr. Detroit it is not Dr. Zhivago. It's it's not Dr. Moreau. It's not Dr. Feelgood. Although I think at one point Motley Crue is playing in the background. It's not Dr. Detroit. Um, oh. Psychologist. Oh, nice. Well done. Well done. Uh, okay. So. Nice. Nowhere near uh, as cool. So, okay. <laughs> since it's not coming back with the season uh, yes. two or three, which they had wanted okay. to do. If they released like books or something, would you read them? I, I like, tell what the story was supposed to be. Or are you just kind of, or are you okay with it ending after one season? No, Omar doesn't right. read books. He's still working on that book that I told him to read three years ago. I really feel like at this point, if he reads it, it's bad things are going to happen. It's going to be a, it. it's going to be some sort of weird butterfly effect thing. You remember? And he that, insists huh? that it's a damn good book, and then just refuses to read it. <laughs> um. And read the book and go nuts and climb a clock if tower there, in Texas if, somewhere. The high-powered rifle. You know how it's going to work. It's not a refusal. It's just, uh, okay. All right, I'll get, I'll, <laughs> damn it. On the Alamo? <laughs> uh, I'm not allowed in Texas like anymore. So fine um, like, Sir, that doesn't go in your <laughs> Not since Ozzy and I It's called the, the butt uh, of the, the rifle. Alamo. I just um, figured. I, I would. If the show kept going, I'd keep watching it. <laughs> But here's the deal. <laughs> See, Rob gets me. Um, if the show kept going, I would watch it. But in a way, well, it doesn't need to. You know, like it could be. It's okay that it stops here. Um, it's very well done. I thought it was really cool, and I hope the creators. I hope they keep going with their ideas because they're very original. Um, their storytelling is, is, is very well done. It keeps you hooked. Uh, the actors, the production, everybody that they use, it's, it's top notch. It really is top quality, but you okay. really have to be in the mood. I mean, it is dark. Nice, nice, nice. It's very moody. Their first show was called well, dark. I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're not kidding. That's not about the show. That's just the mood. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Um, definitely, definitely. Yeah, check it out. It's it's very, very cool. Um, well, I'm you, going to you have now. to be in that mood. It's my to turn. To, like, absorb it. Please talk. So you would if think that, if that makes sense. in an era of where yeah, uh, someone so, could say, please. like, I could stay near my phone uh, 
I don't know, hot tub, hot tub, hot tub, and every ad that I get on my phone is going to be for hot tubs for the next like week, right? Um, that literally happened to me the other day. Someone was t- someone was talking about so- <laughs> at one of my neighbor's houses. They were talking about, I believe, sausages, and I ended up being like, "Oh, you that's got really a bunch cool. of gay porn." I did, I did. Uh, no, uh, even better than gay porn. Uh, uh, dry, yeah, dry, dried meat is better than that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so you'd think in an era where all where all of this like stuff is around and they know everyone's <laughs> like profile and all of their like likes and dislikes and all that, that a show based on a classic rock band uh, that's on Amazon Prime and has pretty decent music and all that other stuff would have been something and is also based on a book about a fictional band, but it's not, it's kind of, you'll understand in a second. Uh, it's a fictional band that's, that's mimicking a real band. Um, you think that I would have known anything about it, uh, either the book or the show, but Daisy Jones and the Six uh, came out on it, on March 3rd. They are up to three episodes on Amazon Prime, and I had no idea what it was. Uh, and when I read the thing, I was like, this is like a tailor-made show for me, and it's good. Uh, so Daisy Jones and the Six, it is following the rise of rock band Daisy Jones and the Six through the 70s Los Angeles music scene on their quest for worldwide icon status. Uh, starring, oh, yeah, and you'll see another reason why it's perfect for me. Uh, it stars Riley Keough um, as Daisy Jones, Sam Clayfin, uh, Camilla Maroney, Suki Waterhouse, uh, Will Harrison, Josh Whitehouse, Sebastian Chacon, et cetera, et cetera. The band, uh, it's telling a story of the a band called the Dunn Brothers, and after one of the members decides to go to college, instead of of staying with the band, they decide to move out to L.A. from Pittsburgh. So, like, the first episode is all about, like, their life in Pittsburgh, which is a me thing. And then, of course, they go to L.A. to become rich and famous. Uh, I've watched three episodes so far. really like it. Um, it is – and you probably can read it on here, Omar, but um, – Based on just what I've said, a band that invites a female vocalist in and then blows up. Which band is this complete? Which show is this band? Which show is, uh, or which band is this show mimicking? That's what I was trying to say. Omar. <laughs> and now I have to say it again. Uh, uh, and it took you like eight times to say it the first time. Right? What? Right. Sigh. <laughs> okay, so this well, show you is missed mimi- like is... three minutes of him porky pigging the question. Bidee, 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 bidee. We're here. I'm yeah, here. What's happening? That's what are we talking about? So this show doing? is basically a fake version of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not into the part yet where they have actually blown up, and then of course all of the the husbands and wives switching around and all that stuff. But I'm sure it's going to happen. But like, I don't know a huge amount about. Fleetwood Mac, but I heard a little bit of the music, and then as soon as I saw, you know, how they were putting the band together and the the very kind of earthy, floaty, uh, long flowing dresses and scarves lead singer, I was like, oh, they're mimicking Fleetwood Mac. It's a par- not a parody; so they're not making fun of it, but it's basically Fleetwood Mac with some changes. Uh, I think it's pretty good. The it is right. based off a, a book, uh, Taylor Reed. Uh, Taylor Jenkins reads book um, 
called of the same thing, Dave Jones and the Six. I actually saw the cover of that book, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, this actually looks like a rock book from the 70s or, or 80s, which is kind of cool. Um, the th- I think that the main like female character, uh, Daisy Jones, obviously, um, she's a little much at the beginning where she's trying to like hold her artistic integrity, but it comes off as just being kind of annoying. Uh, possibly because I don't like that kind of floaty, ethereal, like hippie stuff in general. So, but she's like, you know, she's a little bit much like, I can give you one example and it's not her entire personality, but at one point she's like uh, singing in the, the booth and at a recording studio. And then the <clears throat> producer and the other guy in there come out and like go to talk to her. And she's like, Oh, is this the part where two men tell me how to make my music better? And it's like, well, they are your producer and mixer, so. It, but it's like she's a, just a little over the top. But then she starts the the edges get worn off over time. So maybe they're trying to do that. But um, enjoyed it. I've, uh, the, the music is pretty good. Uh, Timothy Ol- Timothy Oliphant is in it. Um, uh, you can barely tell because he's under a very bad wig, but you can see his like very super intense eyes like peering out through the bad wig. Nice. Um, but if you like 70s rock and you like, uh, rock history, I think that's a, a pretty good, uh, show to, to catch up on, on Amazon prime, by the way. So check it out or maybe read the book if that's your thing. I might read the book as well. So, so uh, quick question. Yeah. It, we won't go too much in depth because there's only two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've actually seen both episodes, and I'm getting a a strong vibe of something. Um, what what did you think of the first episode of the Mandalorian season three? Uh, so Mandalorian, of course, season three came back. Um, I I'm trying to think of all of my thoughts about it. Um, I did enjoy it. I did think, and this was a complaint that other people have had that I didn't have in the past, that occasionally they do a few too many cutaways to um, adorable little baby Grogu. Um, mm-hmm. Potentially at times where the conversation is important and he'll be like, you know, doing something. Again, I get it. He's the he's the cash cow. But um, I thought there was some, it had a weird tone to me for some reason. Like the first episode, and I I'm trying to put my finger on it, but I I told you about this, but I don't remember what. Like it just had a slightly different feel than the previous episodes, and I really, really, really think they made a mistake by pushing so much Mandalorian stuff off into the book of Boba Fett. Fair. Because um, there's so much very important stuff that happened in the book of Boba Fett that people and, that didn't watch that. And as a result. Like, as a result, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I I still like the show. I like the story. Um, but as a result, it it's beginning, at least to me, to feel a little bit, uh, Dragon Ball Z like. Did did either of you ever watch the cartoon Dragon Ball Z? I did not. Omar, I did beat up a few people that did watch it, though. Well, no, like I, I beat up people that there, did and called them There nerds. may be other shows that you could correlate this to, but I Dragon Ball not. Z was you a did. 
30-minute cartoon, or it was in a 30-minute slot. It was a half-hour slot, and the episodes for a large portion of the sea of the show was just close-ups of people like freaking out like oh he's so powerful oh and then they would just go back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth so that by the time the 30 minute episode is over it had basically so much filler that by the time the episode was over you progressed the story maybe five minutes Ah, okay. You know what I mean? See what you're going at. And these these Mandalorian episodes, between the last episode and this episode, they're so short that and and a lot happens and it really seems like they're just cutting out a bunch of stuff that they actually could have expanded on and made a longer episode instead of giving us a twenty minute episode. Because these episodes, like the one I watched tonight, was like 42 minutes. But that includes, you know, like the five-minute intro, the 15 minutes at the end where they show, like, everybody's name in every fucking language ever created. Um, <laughs> you, you, you laugh, but you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. It, How do you say it, you The know, Mandalorian in Hebrew? It, well, yeah. And, and, you know, at the, the end credits... They they roll like, you know, 37 different languages and it literally takes like 10 minutes for them to get through all of the credits. I mean, I can walk away and go poop and come back and they're still rolling credits. It's it's stupid. So that's the, actually a really long time period. Exactly. The and the, so the runtime of the, run of the episode is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20, 25 minutes. Mm. All right. Maybe it maybe it's 25. But. You know, it's it's still, you know, really, really short. So, like, for those of you that didn't watch the Book of Boba Fett, there's a couple things that you completely missed. Like, one that was pushed off into a completely other thing, and it's actually really important. The Mandalorian getting back with Grogu. That happened in a completely different show. Right. Because at the um, end of season two, Grogu leaves. Yeah. So, any of the growth that Grogu had... uh at the end of season two, his ship gets blown. Well, almost at the right. end of season two, his ship gets blown up. He gets a new ship, which we can talk about too. Bad ship for a, a bounty hunter. Um, but like, yeah, it's a terrible ship for a bounty hunter. That's like major stuff to push off into a show that doesn't like. I don't know. It's weird. You know, it's it. They pushed so much important stuff up off into a show that didn't have it and people some people might not know what this other show is like not everyone is a star wars nerd and there's a lot of people watching the mandalorian and a lot less watching the book of boba fett so there's gonna be people that are like wait i don't understand mm-hmm. and then like they saw that previously on and they're like oh wait i needed to watch something else oh shit yeah, some people just googled when is the mandalorian on and they get disney plus for that month and then they let it expire, and then they do it again the next time it's on. Yeah. Um, which might actually be why they push some of the stuff off to Book of Boba Fett, actually. But, um... That would make sense. So that it keeps people subscribed for longer? Like, oh, I can still follow this other this character that I like. Wait, why? Why do you think they pushed it off? Yeah. 
Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I'll have to see what the Like, the storylines are so intertwined. A little bit slower. I have you to, don't ever want to get rid of um, it. Things were moving pretty quick at the end of season two, which because I, I watched that episode again, which is how I realized just how much the book of Boba Fett actually <clears throat> han- uh, handled. Mm-hmm. But um, I did, I mean, the one thing is I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, there was. And little some action with the little space battle and yeah it's uh I'm hoping what, uh, we start to see a, a little bit longer episodes though yeah I'm very interested how they're going to handle the the Bo-Katan dark saber situation well oh you haven't seen this episode yet never mind oh okay well we'll we'll uh I thought that she might actually get it by the end of this episode she did not oh. I did like in the first episode the IG Eleven statue. Thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Until it, which in turn we found out that it wasn't actually completely a statue. It was actually his like corpse. I'm sorry. What the shit? Did you know that Hulu was doing a a series, a four night series, History of the World Part Two? Yes. I post. I posted it in the chat room. It's a four night Wait. event. With uh, what? With Mel Brooks actually uh, as part of the. Oh, writing. I thought that was a, a movie. It's a series. Yeah, we're it's actually we're now that. streaming. What? I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I this was the Give Me Five podcast. Um, thank a you for Fortnite the Fortnite event. <laughs> and uh, actually, we we really That's only awesome. do have one more. Wait, podcast. right now? Really? Okay, I gotta go. Uh, I believe so. Why don't, you, why don't you tell me about cocaine Later. bear so that I can go and watch uh, History of the World Part Two? I will. One. I will tell you a little bit about cocaine bear. Um, cocaine bear was actually released February twenty fourth of this year. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks, and I love her. Um, I do too. The Elizabeth Banks, yes, she has put out Cocaine Bear, and I love her for it. Um. It does star Gary Elizabeth Russell, Banks? Aldrin Ehrenreich, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ray Liotta, before he passed away. That's before. weird. Uh, Isaiah Whitlock. That was Han Solo, Wynn. wasn't it? What's that? Alden Ehrenreich was Han Solo in Solo. Oh, maybe he was, oh. yeah. Sorry, Isaiah Whitlock continue. Jr., Brooklyn Prince, Christian Convery, Margot Martindale, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. The the synopsis is basically an an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Now, this this movie is based on an actual event. So, in the 80s, there was a drug runner who was flying his uh, personal plane up through the, the mountains of Georgia or the, the forest of Georgia, and they happened to get a, they happened to intercept basically a transmission on a radio, on their radio, that was that was being broadcast by basically the DEA. And they were being, and they were saying that they were following this plane that, and they described the plane and it was their plane. Now, in order for them to pick up that conversation, the DEA had to be extremely close to them for them to be able to hear that conversation. They realized this 
realized that that they were about to get caught, so they panicked and threw all of the drugs out of the plane. And the pilot jumped out. He actually died on impact because the chute didn't open, or it opened too late to do anything. He, he some guy found him in his driveway the next morning. Um, but the the actual story is is that oh. a bear found one of these packs of cocaine, got into it, and ate it. And they found the bear like a week later, like a hundred yards from the pack of cocaine dead and what they surmised happened was that it it ate all the cocaine it got high as hell took off running got about a hundred yards and then died of a heart attack poor bear yeah so that's what they that's what they postulate so in real life the pilot jumped out yes in real life the pilot it it was it, it was actually in the news um you know it was a big news story and the this uh what was his name fred something or other he woke up one morning and went for his coffee and he saw something in his driveway and when he went out it was actually the pilot from the plane laying in his driveway he had his chute had opened too late and he hit the ground and died and um so but the movie itself is a hypothetical situation on what would oh. happen with a bear high on cocaine and Oh my god. Th- this movie is so spectacularly ridiculous. And I loved every stupid moment of it. It I mean about halfway through the movie the sheer absurdity of what's being portrayed comes to a climax with an encounter between the 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 titular bear and a couple of medics. But holy shit, I laughed my ass off. Um, as a side note, I I saw this directly after work, and um, I was still in my scrubs, <laughs> and I I can't really imagine what the people around me thought as they were watching this nurse cackle in delight as the bear like viciously and creatively mangles hikers, rangers, and emergency medical personnel. <laughs> um yeah yeah i was i was the one sitting in the theater cackling wildly creatively um, like to see the the seat arrangements and like you see like people in the regular seats and by the end of the movie there's just a big like empty hole of seats circle around, around me exactly <laughs> yeah. where everyone um, is up against the wall as far as they could possibly go the the movie was so much fun I mean, assuming you like the goofy off-the-wall type movies, um, so, like, if you don't appreciate movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once or Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, actually, or even Willy's Wonderland, then this may not be your cup of tea. But if it's not, have no fear, because I'll drink that tea for you. I Incidentally, I do think that both of you guys will love this movie. Oh, I'm totally... I mean, I'm all in. I saw the trailer... I, I sent the trailer around. I, I it just is, haven't had a chance. It is gloriously stupid. The um, <laughs> the the lead character or the lead character. I guess she is the lead character. Uh, Carrie Russell plays a mom whose uh, daughter uh, disappears into the the national forest. Basically, she wants to go do something, like paint the waterfall. As she keeps saying, um, 
but she goes out with a friend and they go into the woods and they encounter the cocaine bear. And, you know, then there's a ranger and a, a wildlife expert and, you know, some some uh, drug dealers for good measure. And it is just, just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, all, and like I said, I mean, my favorite scene was with the bear and the, uh, and the emergency medical, uh, emergency medical personnel. It's the, the scene just, I, I was dying during the scene and it, it was absolutely hilarious. So were some medical personnel. What's that? Apparently so were some medical personnel. Yes, they were, they were. But I, I mean, I don't really want to ruin anything for you. I mean, I don't know that there's the, there's not a whole lot to ruin. I mean, the premise is is you know ridiculous enough, but the um, the kills and stuff are kind of entertaining. Yeah, I'll see it hopefully soon. Yeah, it's it. If you like those types of movies, it is definitely worth watching. Yeah, I, I will say I did finally see Ant Man in the theater and. Um, my review would have been very similar to yours. Excellent. Um, like even the letter grade B minus ish, and mm-hmm. there were some parts I liked and parts I didn't. And there's, uh, yeah, it was the Cassie Lang show. Yeah, that I kind of understood, but there was also I don't know. And sometimes it seemed like a video game mm-hmm. versus like an actual thing that was really happening. Yeah. I like I like my superhero stuff more grounded. And what did um, you think of Modok? Was I right? Yeah, that very true. Like he turned into like a sniffling little baby. Yeah. Like and it was like why? And there's no reason for it. Like it was the the one thing that wasn't messed up was his brain because that was all that was left. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was his head. And he was a pretty damn evil lunatic by the time he was going to kill a little girl. And then he goes from that to, you know. I am not a dick. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I understand. You are. It's like, oh, this, it wouldn't be funny if this happened, but it sometimes it just breaks your movie. Yeah, I think that I think they went too hard for the comedy from Modoc, And it kind yeah. of like it, it didn't it didn't fit. I mean, I'm all for anyway, the comedy in the Marvel movies, but it just didn't fit. Yeah. So anyway, we, uh, you just mentioned like, you can't believe a movie got made, and I'm, I keep on trying to avoid for saying how did this get made because that is a podcast, mm-hmm. um, about bad movies. But after when I first saw the trailer for Cocaine Bear, I was like, one, how did this get made, and how did it nail down a pretty decent cast and Elizabeth Banks, who's a pretty big name. And then I was like, well. What other movies did you kind of feel that way for our top five question this week? So movies you can't believe got made. And I kind of let this up in the air because I – like I'll say what I did personally on this one. Uh, I didn't pick any of the movies that you're like – that were made in order to be stupid like Sharknado mm. or like any of those other things. Like So personally, I didn't do those because I do believe those got made because if you watch any other sci-fi movie, that's basically the same thing. Sci-fi the channel, not – Science fiction. Um, but then there's other ones that – so, like, I kind of focused on ones that either were sequels to movies that bombed, and you're like, well, how did they – why did they do that? Or they picked a random TV show, or okay. you just can't believe that someone would greenlight this 
to go into a mainstream theater to actually try to make money. So that that's kind of where I fall. Because, like, there's okay. a few I put on my list, and I'm like, actually, yeah, I do believe Hollywood is stupid enough to make this. Like, the Emoji movie. It's like, they were trying to reach the kids. Yeah. You know, like... And and I have I have some on my list that actually I don't even... That were not even in theaters, but I'm like, who the... What stoner came up with this? <laughs> so, like, which is why I kind of allowed that, because I know, like, things like Zombievers. You're like, how did this get made? But it was also phenomenal. Yeah, it, well... Uh, that was the Citizen Kane of zombie beaver movies. Yeah, it, it, that, that, that is actually on my list. So, uh, we're going to start off with Alec, because we haven't been able to do that in a while, because we've been really late on putting up the list, because we're terrible people. So, but we got it, so we're good. And Alec did not let us down. Hey, Give Me Five Podcast, it's Alec. Um, top five, can't believe these movies got made. Honorable mention goes to Armageddon, which I know is a funny choice, but when you consider the premise is a bunch of oil drill, uh, drillers are going to basically be astronauts and, you know, drill on the moon or whatever, or an asteroid to, to save the planet. It, it doesn't seem like something that, that should have been made, but anyway... Um, now, now into the top five. Uh, number five, I have a t- uh, t- tie. Twins and Junior. There's two Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that, if you think of the premise, you would have uh, never thought that uh, movies like that would come out. Twins, obviously, where he plays a twin with Danny DeVito, and Junior, where he plays a pregnant man. Uh, number four is Barbarian. That's more just based on how crazy that movie is. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a pretty disturbing and crazy movie. That I'm surprised it got made by a mainstream studio. Number three, I have B2 Cruise Control. The title itself sounds like a joke. It sounds like, you know, <laughs> something you'd see in a spoof. And instead, it's actually, you know, the premise, hey, Sandra Bullock is going to be on a, on a cruise ship that has a similar situation to Speed 1. And uh, no, I, 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 I still can't believe they made that movie. Number two is Freddy Got Fingered, which, <laughs> two reasons. Number one, that title is uh, pretty... Pretty risque on its own, and then the fact that they sent a movie around Tom Green. And then number one, I actually have another tie, and I realize I have a tie because I counted wrong, but so I apologize. Mm. But these movies kind of both, I think, fit what you're what you're talking about with Cocaine Bear, Snakes on a Plane, and Air Bud. Snakes on a Plane, obviously, is just what it says it is, much like Cocaine Bear, and technically, Air Bud is exactly what it says it is. The movie about a dog that can play basketball. So, um, yeah, those are kind of crazy movies that are hard to believe they got made. So that's my list. Hope you like it. Thanks. Bye. So, like, you know. so I accident when I downloaded the voicemail, I actually it tried to transcribe that last part because I, I try not to read it, but mm-hmm. I read fairly quickly. Like, I kind of sight read as soon as I see something, but it transcribed it to where it said snakes or air, air bud and snakes on a plane. But like it wrote it as if that was one movie, <laughs> and it was, it was like so it was like Airbud on a plane or I don't know it, whatever it was. I was like, I thought I missed an awesome movie that I would have to go see. Mm. But good list again. Yeah. Um, I guess I can go. I didn't hear um, Omar uh, chime in about the list. I think because he has other stuff going on at the moment as well, so he might be muted. I'm here. Oh, you're I'm, there. You're I'm there. chilling. Okay, so you're gonna be after me. I think. Okay. 
so movies I cannot believe that got made. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the first one being Battleship, where okay. it wasn't necessarily based on a you know battleship. It was like legitimately based on the video game or on the sorry, on the board game, and they really leaned into that too by having like them try to like fake the video game as part of the plot to to hit these aliens that they couldn't hit with their old school battleship kind of thing. Uh, I know why it was made, so it almost didn't make it on my list because it, when the movie studio wanted to make a Transformers movie, they made in order to sell to a certain studio, they had to also buy the rights to other uh, properties, so Battleship being one of them. I think that is what the story was. Uh, let's go with uh, Movie 43 as, huh. as my number four. Uh, the trailer was so over the top. And I think I can't believe it got made because if you look at the cast, it's like crazy. And it was like all this dirty stuff. And it wasn't very good, although there was a very funny um, – the, the funniest skit in the whole thing, I think we might have talked about this at some point, was the part where uh, the the kid is being bullied, but he's being he's also homeschooled. So it's his like mom and dad that it, yeah, are bullying him. Yeah, his mom, him. yeah. They're trying to give and him gets, the full school experience. Yeah, so they, like, knock his books out of his hand. They're, like, when he's showering, they just burst into the room and, like, make fun of him. <laughs> um, but the cast, Elizabeth Banks, Kate Winslet, Hugh Jackman, Kristen Bell. So Elizabeth Banks, we talked about. That's why I put her up first. Halle Berry, Gerard Butler, Kate Bosworth, Richard Gere, Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman already said, but Johnny Knoxville, Emma Stone, Uma Thurman, Kate mm-hmm. Winslet. I said that one twice, too. Um, but, so that's that. Uh that's number four. Uh, number three, I will go with Snakes on a Plane. Uh, it was not only a ridiculous movie, but the, it actually started getting the internet involved, and everyone thought it was going to be a bigger hit than that because people on the internet were joking about it. Um, number two, Battlefield Earth. Mm. Oh. Well, I know why that got made. Well, that got made basically for Scientology, to try to get people into Scientology. It had been They'd been trying to make it for, like, decades. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there, but the sheer badness of that movie, like it sucks. I did happen to see it, but I didn't. I don't want to ever give money to that, so I won't ever see it again. So I'm not gonna like rent it mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but like the lighting was so bad in that movie because there was no budget for lighting apparently, despite somehow them spending eighty million dollars that they had to like do Dutch angles, which is that like sideways camera angle that they use to like they use it a lot if like someone gets knocked out in a movie. Or they're just trying to make someone feel just a little like off center, or like mm-hmm. like something is going on. They'll angle the camera forty five degrees, but like the whole movie is in in angles, so it looks like someone is like has fallen on the floor and is still trying to film the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Travolta plays basically a greaser alien with dreadlocks, like, and he's blue sometimes. I don't know. Uh, but number one, just for the sheer ridiculousness of it, and the fact that like. I thought people were kidding when they told me about it. I had to go with Human Centipede. Oh, God. Oh, good one. Yeah. Like, I, I will not see it. And I'm, because it, if you don't know what it is out there, it is an actual mainstream movie about a mad scientist that kidnaps people and is trying to make a real human centipede where he is sewing people's uh, mouths to the person in front of them uh, in a kneeling fashion. Mouths to assholes. We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. 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 Sounds like a party. Yeah. 
You, you just really hope that you become the first person in the human centipede. <laughs> That's so horrible. Like, oh my god! And there was like three sequels to that. <laughs> you don't want to be the last. You really, don't want to be the last. No. Oh god. That's oh, that's, that's my horrifying. number one. So, uh, what you got? I don't know. <laughs> There's so many. Um, what, do I have five? One, two, three. Four, I have extras, so I can just give you some if you need them. Well, all right. I'm gonna, the first one is going to be odd. It's going to sound weird, but this was something that a professor in college said, and I never really thought about it, and I was very like interested. Uh, in this idea after he said it. Um, he was like a history professor. History and political science and stuff. Uh, the movie Syriana. Which is... Uh, With uh, Matt Damon's in it and George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. But it's all about like oil and terrorism and that one part point they take over. Like There's like a son trying to take over a country which I believe was Saudi Arabia or something like Saudi Arabia in the movie. Um, So there's like a coup and then the Americans intervene and like blow some shit up and it's very political. And it was like, you know, within the decade after nine 11 and he was like, I'm really surprised that movie even got made. And I was like, yeah, that's very interesting because it's such a heavily political movie and I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but, but, but I, that's, that always stuck with me. I was surprised about Um, that with three Kings too. Because that was like almost immediately after. Three Kings was. Uh, so I'd have to look it up. I think it was before nine eleven. Uh, three, three Kings, Kings was three like Kings might have been before nine eleven. But either way, it was that movie was fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, but another on. same idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another one is American Dreams with a Z. What is that? It's like this competition that was. This movie was terrible. It was basically American Idol, and it was like a spoof of it and how like shady things are in the background. And the reason I'm surprised it got made is just because it was fucking terrible. <laughs> um, um, Staying Alive, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Just why? Like, what are, we, what are we? What are we doing? A zillion dollars. Right, but I guess because it obviously in hindsight, you know. Terribly cheesy is just terribly cheesy, and we know that now. But okay, fair enough. Uh, my number, f- my number two is. I'm gonna get hate on this one. Cocaine Bear, like what the fuck? What? Mm-hmm. What? No, it's a, made a movie. I mean, it's bad. It's called just, Cocaine Bear. Shocked that. Yeah. Other people like uh, there's other people out there like us. Yeah, it's it's an outrageous. It's just odd. It just blows that, my mind. It was actually made into a movie. I just, yes, yes, but it's just so, like, the first, even when I first heard it, I was like, what is happening here? Like, is this real? Uh, very surreal. Rob wants to snort and then this, bear right up his nose. Mm-hmm. This last one, <laughs> this last one, um, this one's for you, Greg. Uh-oh. All right? This one should anger you. Um, it stars Edward Furlong. Oh. I think it came out in around 2009. Was it that Crow movie? Yeah. It doesn't anger me that it's on there. It angers me that it exists. That's my point. Yeah. The Crow Wicked Prayer. Yeah, no, not good. Good good, good on your list. Good, not good movie. 
Right. <clears throat> that should anger you that it exists. I don't think you'd be mad at me for putting it on a on this list because it shouldn't ever have been made. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. That, so that one, I saw that. I was looking around. I was digging around. And uh, I saw that one. And I had completely forgotten about that because, you know, that's the right thing to do. Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, I got to do that one for Greg. Because that's just sad. Come on, Edward Furlong. What are you doing? Right. Like, what are you doing? That Was that what, two or what one? Do we, what do we have? Number one. That was number one. Oh. I'm surprised that uh, Sound of Thunder didn't make it on there. Oh. Uh, I would argue that that is the cinematic classic. You of the shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I just know what I know. I just know what I know. It, oh, my God. I might need yeah. to redo my list. <laughs> I had blocked that fucking movie out of my brain. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it, uh, no, it, I think it's just more of a misunderstood. It, it, thing. No, you shut your mouth. Um, it, that I will have to bump Cocaine Bear off my list to put uh, a Sound of Thunder on there. Um, I do. Uh, I do also need to mention a a honorable mention because there was a movie that was made in I, I think it was the two thousands that I'm I'm shocked actually got me. I mean, I loved the movie. It was absolutely phenomenal, but it was so offensive on so many levels, and even there. Even their name, after even the name of the movie, after it was approved, the MPAA tried to go back and make them change the title of the movie because they realized the dual meaning of the title of the movie. And it was already approved, so they couldn't do anything about it. Um, and that's South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. <laughs> nice. I was trying to figure out what you were talking about, actually. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Sausage Party. I, I, or whatever that movie Yeah, but called. he said the time period. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So that that's going to be an honorable mention. Um, Great movie. I I probably also have to mention another one that was actually in theaters, and that's uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, which we have actually discussed on this podcast. Um, how how did how how did that movie get made? I, I yeah. Anyway, um, at number five, I've got. A George Clooney classic. Ooh. Men Who Stare at Goats. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh. Wait, George Clooney's in that? Shut the front door. He is. And I think he's actually like the main star, isn't he? Uh, Maybe. I mean, there's been a lot of those movies. That's, that's That's my number five. My number four... Is going to be a movie that was also out in the theaters. That the the premise, I'm just like, re- really? Have either of you heard of a movie called Boxing Helena? I have actually. Yeah, yeah. What? I remember the that being, that was on the new movie. release. That was on the new release wall forever in Blockbuster. I, I know the, what the what cover. the actual fuck. Do you know what that movie's about? No, I, I actually something no with idea. a. Uh, Amputee, I know that it's, much. It's a misery situation where this this young, attractive girl gets into a car accident, and this surgeon, in order to spend more time with her, amputates all of her limbs so that she cannot get away. And she gets this whole Stockholm Syndrome thing going on and actually falls in love with him. 
even though he amputated her limbs just so she couldn't run away from him. And yeah, it's like Crash, too. And the whole movie also. is, you know, the movie is her, like, in, in this box that, he, you know, she gets carried around in or whatever. I'm like, what? <laughs> How is this a thing? Did you uh, actually see Boxing Helena? I did not, no. Okay. No. Did you? No. I, uh, yeah, I, I could very clearly tell from the box of the movie, not pun, no pun intended there, mm. that it was not a movie for huh. Yes. Uh, my number three movie is going to be Zombievers. The premise is so absolute. What? Oh, my God. Have you never seen Zombievers? Have you never seen Zombievers? I will never see a movie called Zombievers. You, Absolutely. sir, are you missing out. <laughs> Zero percent chance of me seeing. That. Oh, dude, there's a hundred percent chance of here, us tying you. It. We are tying you to something and making you watch that. Movie. Because Greg and I both <laughs> own the movie. We bought the movie after we watched oh, it. Of course you do. We were like, oh "What? God. This movie is amazing." Um, I put it this way: I bought amazing it. Has so many I didn't meanings. buy it to see it. I saw. I bought it after I saw it. Exactly. As did I. Wow. Um. <sighs> Okay. So Zombievers is number three. Dude, just the end credits, the, the song in the end credits is is like a lounge singer just going, Zombievers! <laughs> yep. Oh my god. It's so, very, it's so very Canadian. It, oh my god. When was this movie made? It's a few years ago. That's like pretty recent. Oh no, it, yeah. was, it was well before COVID, but it was probably early 20 teens. Like 2012, I oh, think. Oh, okay. All right. Alright, fair enough. Um, so that's my number three. My number two is going to be Sound of Thunder. Because, um, <laughs> dear God, what a absolute shit show that was. Um, oh, there must be a different one than the one you know, I saw. No, you shut your whore mouth. Um, <laughs> but, but my number one <laughs> is going to be another movie that we talked about on this podcast. And the premise of it is so absolutely ridiculous. But again, it's one that I that we actually enjoyed the hell out of, and that's Thanks Killing. Oh, yes, sir. I thought there was going to be a Velocipaster dropped. No, that that there almost was a Velocipaster drop, but that movie was wasn't good. I mean, it was it was funny in that it was so bad. But it wasn't a, I mean, all things considered, it wasn't a good movie. Um, Thanks Killing was one of those movies that was so bad it was good. Yeah. Uh, other movies that didn't quite make it on my list that, for those of you out there that might be interested, uh, being John Malkovich, I was shocked that that was going to be a thing. Uh, Baby Geniuses had been mentioned. Velocipaster, mm-hmm. I just mentioned. Cowboys and Aliens, one that was because it was from a comic. Even mm-hmm. if you're just talking about the overall shock. Guardians of the Galaxy, having known the the source material, I'm like, how the hell is Marvel going to make a talking tree work? They did. They did. And it was awesome. Yeah. Um, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Mm-hmm. I'd read the book already. Uh, the big one that probably should have been on my list is Kids, because it basically followed... Oh, that movie was harsh. It was harsh, and it followed a bunch of, like, what, 11, 12, 13-year-olds around having sex, doing drugs. Uh, one of them beating has... people with skateboards. Beating, yeah, beating up people and, like, I don't... Like, how did that even get made on top of the fact that, like, one of the kids 
that's like the one that's sleeping with everyone has AIDS, and you know that like the other kids in the movie are gonna like get that death sentence. This was in the early nineties, um, and even the song from it was all about smoking weed, which back in the nineties was like you know spooky. Uh, Tusk was another one, Sausage Party, and Team America. So I definitely went down the uh, the South Park uh, mm-hmm. thing. Team America, the fucking puppets. I think that's it. So good. Uh, Omar, contact information. Oh shit. Um, so there's like, there's a website or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me five podcast.com is where you can find all of our stuff. Um, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the give me five podcast. You can spell that out. Omar, please spell five for me. If you can. F I V E E. Sure. We'll go with that. And, uh, you can email us to tell us how to spell five. Give me five podcast at gmail.com. Oh, and you can find us on Instagram. Uh, give me, at give me five pod. So. That's well, it. That's all I got to say. That's going to do it for tonight, guys. Thank you for listening. And remember, like I always say, it's during our darkest moments that we look around and think, what the fuck? To attack.